Witness insurmountable deficits turn into unforgettable victories at the Travelers Championship, the Northeast's one and only PGA Tour signature event. See Scotty Scheffler, Rory McIlroy, Victor Hovland, Max Homa, Patrick Cantlay, returning champion Keegan Bradley, and other PGA Tour stars in all four days of competition at TPC River Highlands. The excitement tees off June 19th through 23rd. For tickets and information, visit TravelersChampionship.com. The Travelers Championship. There is only one. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience presented by DraftKings, episode two of the four-part series of the best sitcom of all time, bracket style. You missed episode one. Shame on you. You can go back and check that out. Myself, Sia Najah, and Adam Azer all broke down the South region of the bracket, which you can check out down in the description. You can vote on all of the contests and all the matchups down in the description as well, or just follow me on Twitter at the PME to find all of those. Smash the like button of the episode and sub to Mayo Media Network while you are here. So joining me today to continue breaking this down is the man behind the bracket, Sia Najah. So Sia... When people get mad, as I've been telling them, to direct their attention towards you. Because I didn't make the seeds. I didn't make the matchups. You made the bracket. This is your fault if stuff is off in people's minds. Well, there's a rumor going around that the committee made the seeds in the bracket, uh, and, and it wasn't me. But it turns out it's true that I am the committee. So if I refer to the committee, it is me. You can send your hate tweets over my way. Um, or over Pat's way, because frankly, he's the one that allowed me to do the seating and come onto this show. So I think he really is at the top of the hierarchy here in terms of uh, this being a problem. But I'll tell you what, I'm looking at the Midwest, and, and I, I kind of mea culpa both to you and Ben earlier. There, there's a show or two on here that's probably improperly seated. So I'm expecting some hate tweets coming my way when this airs. Ben, I see three shows that are improperly seated. How about you? Yeah, you... When you asked me to come on, you, you prefaced it by saying that you didn't make the seeding, which I knew meant that there were probably some egregious seeds. And and I dug in a little bit. Uh, there's a couple of shows I, I don't know about. And then there's a couple of shows that I don't understand why they're seeded so low. So we, we can dig into this. This is this is part of the fun, right? People have to be upset with the bracket and the seedings if it's going to get any traction whatsoever. So, see, you can always pass this off. Like you did this on purpose, not that you had just watched Brooklyn Nine-Nine for the first time last night and didn't realize how good of a show it was. It's all that it's all a bit. This is all this is all in the spirit of a bit. That's what I'm that's the excuse I'm writing. For the record, I will say I stand behind most of these across the entire bra bracket, across most regions. There will will be some that I kind of say, OK, you know what, that that probably could have been a different seed. But I stand behind most of this. Let's get into it. This is what is the Midwest bracket. So we did the South bracket where Modern Family was a one seed, which I already took issue with because The Simpsons is a three seed in that same one. Ben, did you look at the South at all? Because we've done the South already. We made our picks of what's coming out of that bracket. What do you think is coming out of that bracket? 
So I did look at the South a little bit. Uh, and I, my honest first thought is I just, I know you with the Simpsons. I knew you couldn't have been behind that seating. So, um, yeah, I, I get it. Modern Family's a, I don't know. I don't want to say polarizing show. Some people think it's like legitimately the best show ever. I'm not one of those people. I think it's very solid, but uh, not sure it's the best show in that region. No. What would you pick to come out? Let me pull up. Let me pull up the bracket because I don't have it in front of me here and do it on the fly. So we're in the South. Yeah. So we got. Uh, I think a lot of people would say South Park for a five seed. Fresh Prince. Probably be where I would go. Nice. You would go Fresh Prince it. over The Simpsons? Really? I've never seen The Simpsons. I've seen zero episodes of The what? Simpsons in my whole Whoa. life. Zero. Zero episodes. This is heartbreaking. I know. You've told me. Defense? You told me to start. You you gave me advice on where to start, and then I just never I never got around to it. Hey, it's gonna change your life once you get Disney Plus and just start pounding through these episodes. I think I've I think I might have that, so. I mean, this all is... you do is have stuff on in the background all day long anyway. Yeah, it's usually some of the shows we're going to talk about, it's just not The Simpsons. Well, it, it's tough because with a best sitcom bracket, I mean, any bracket in general, there's going to be very few people, all of us included, that have seen every single one of these shows, right? Like it's, and it's going to come down to, you know, because when we did it with Azer, Azer and Sia kind of lined up in terms of where they find their humor. I just, I want as mean-spirited humor as possible. And that is not going to be the same for everyone. I think that's sort of the difference between, let's say, the modern family as a one seed, Ben, rather than being the Simpsons number one or South Park number one in that region. Because that's what I had it coming down to, Simpsons versus South Park. So I thought that was going to be like pretty clear. But like, it's something like Always Sunny is down there, which people on the internet love. So I can see that making a run as well. Yeah, Always Sunny is a show I never personally liked. It's just like a little too outrageous for me, but... I do know a lot of people that that are huge fans. I'm obviously I know Seinfeld isn't in this region, uh, but always Sunny's like next level Seinfeld to me, but it's just too over the top. That's four for four, Sia, in people that are like, it's Sunny is all right. It's like, it's okay. <laughs> See, that's the thing. Some of these shows, they get a cult following and these people are so invested in their takes on some of these shows and I get it. But I think the majority, I mean, I honestly think, Pat, you're in the minority on some of these shows where it's like, yeah, it, like I get the concept, but I'm not fully bought into the concept because it didn't make me feel a certain way. It didn't make me laugh as hard as they were really trying to make me laugh. And I think there's some shows in this bracket that do the same thing. See, I don't think so. And Ben, I guess we can kind of get into this. And one of the really underseated ones in the Midwest region is going to be the 10 seed. If Modern Family is a one seed, what the hell is Arrested Development doing as a 10 seed? That was one of the when you asked me, like, kind of what region we wanted to talk about. I looked at the couple available and I said Midwest specifically for two shows. One was Arrested Development being a 10. And then we'll talk about Curb, uh, I'm sure, in depth at some point. So th those were a couple where I, I was genuinely shocked uh, at where they fell in the seating. Say, and I mean, I might get myself into trouble with this because like Sia had pointed out, people love Modern Family. But I just consider Modern Family the stupid person's Arrested Development. That's uh, that's actually a fair criticism, but it's also the funnier version. And no, it's, the it's more not. No, <laughs> well, okay, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. You, you, you might be right about that. The thing about Arrested Development, it is, it is funnier. Okay, so if you want an education on comedy, you watch Arrested Development. It truly is. From Jason Bateman down the line, it's an education. Like if you wanted to be a comedic actor, you watch that show first. However, 
from a sitcom standpoint, if you want that feel of like comedy and comfort and, and just, you know, interesting moments or iconic moments and, and the kind of breaking the fourth wall, I, I think Modern Family does a better job of those things. If you're talking about the writing itself, I will give the nod to Arrested Development, but that's not the only factor I'm, I'm putting into this. Analysis. Yeah, I mean, you could put in acting, you could put in writing, you could put in the style of the concept being the first to scene on that. The acting, I mean, I, I can't actually think of anything that's that's better on Modern Family. The acting is debatable. Oh, the the acting is really break. good on Arrested Development. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you're right that it's it's a little bit more like, the, the humor is a little bit like, less highbrow but again i i think it's it's still above the line it's not like two and a half men comedy it's it's above that line where you're still getting in my opinion highbrow comedy it's just not as dynamic perhaps as arrested development to your point though if you're going to tell me that arrested development is improperly seated i'm going i'm probably going to also take issue with the committee there so ben do you have a stance between the two so i think i think yeah what sia just said is kind of where i i land in the sense there may be small discrepancies, but I think we're all acknowledging it's pretty small. And we're talking about a, a one seed versus a 10 seed. You know, if Arrested Development's a four, okay. You know, a couple of different variations, the writing, blah, blah, blah. But I'm just stunned that one is, quote unquote, supposed to get knocked out in the first round. And one is, quote unquote, supposed to win the whole region. I think it just comes down to the style of characters and the humor that we're going for here. Yes, Modern Family's going to be a broader show because the people inherently are good people on that show where it is the exact opposite on Arrested Development. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that. Some deranged. Yeah, that's fair. So again, I guess it boils down to the brand of comedy, which is going to be the big debate when we finally get to the very end of this because the Midwest, and we've kind of buried the lead on this, is the Friends region. The Friends, the Friends. Friends is number one. We talked about Friends a little bit on the last show. So Ben, we'll get your fresh take on this. I feel like Modern Family versus Arrested Development is a little bit like Friends versus Seinfeld. I see that. I, I Maybe you guys don't agree with this. I feel like most people ask, like, are you a Seinfeld person or a Friends person? Uh, and there's like a line drawn there. And I never have really been like that. I, I If I had to pick one, it would be Seinfeld. But like, I, I think Friends is great. Uh, watch that show a lot. No issue with it. I see some similarities and I definitely see some differences. Maybe that's a very articulate way to put it, because it does seem like if you're a big Seinfeld fan, you al you almost instinctively have to say that Friends is terrible and vice versa. <laughs> that that seems to be the case that what happens to Friends people versus Seinfeld. And I don't think that Friends is bad. You can chuck Friends on whenever you want and have it as background filler. In fact, like the first season of Friends is amazing. Chandler was smoking cigs. Everything was good to go. And then it got broader over time and became, you know, kind of soft and fuzzy where Seinfeld seemed to go a bit of the other way with that but I, I it's funny because friends i feel like almost see what you were saying friends has a lot more in common with like the modern family style type show where seinfeld seems to be the precursor for a lot of the shows that i ended up liking i do feel like i would want to be more dialed into modern family because there is some subtlety to modern family in terms of the comedy and, and the cutaways that you might not see in friends i will say this though you hit the nail on the head i think friends deserves a number one seat i think they've earned the number one seat However, it's the type of show that I think people like to have, whether they want to admit it or not, it's the type of show people want to have in the background. It's not a show, and this is a, a contrast to uh, Seinfeld, where you kind of want to be dialed into Seinfeld. I think Friends is one of those shows, it just makes people feel good, and, and they like the, the comedy here and there, but it's not one of those shows you need to like 
really invest 100% of your energy in, which is why it's it's a deserving one seed, but it's not a show that I have advancing to the final four necessarily. Ah, me either. And it does have what I think is the most difficult 16 matchup. Not that it's going to lose, but I look at the other 16 seeds, like Modern Family got Blossom in the first round. Friends, Ben, gets that 70 show in the first round, a show which is literally unwatchable today as I went back and tried to watch it. But at the time, it seemed like it was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when I was looking at the 16s, that was one of the one that was the only show I've even seen of them. So I was just like, at least it's a, a worthwhile competitor. Is it my favorite show? No. Is it overmatched by friends? Yes. But at least that 70 show, I think if you ask the majority of people, they could identify a couple characters. There's some memorable moments. Uh, for a 16, that's really all you could ask for. It, see, isn't that 70 show coming back? What? Oh, I, I don't know. Is it? Is there? Is there that 70s Why? show? Why? I think that there is. I, it might already be back. And it's and it's dubbed that 70s show. It's not it's like a, a modern reboot? advancement of it. No, no. I, I think it's all like the same characters, but they're the parents now. Oh, I'm out. <sighs> that's not good. <laughs> it is. Who knows? <laughs> no, I'm very upset about that. <laughs> It's bad. Ma Megan, our producer, says it's not great. That night, it's called that '90s show. Boy, oh, didn't they try okay, that, that at sense. the time? Didn't they like try like a, a spinoff called like that? It's that '80s show, and it lasted like three episodes. Yeah, maybe. I, I, a lot of these shows do this. Like Blackish is in this re region, and they have like Grownish, and they have. Um, so I, I can't remember. There, there's like three spinoffs with like sort of the ish at the end. I'm not sure how much I'll, you know how much they are catching fire. So so Friends gets the easy path through. They're through it. I, I feel like they're going to have a pretty easy path through. So we have a pure nostalgia-based matchup here at the 9-8 in the lower bracket for Friends. We have Saved by the Bell and Different Strokes. I think that people remember Saved by the Bell being a lot better than it was because your seven-year-old brain can't comprehend that things are bad, actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's fair. But the thing about Saved by the Bell, it gets the benefit of just like the iconic characters that we kind of all sort of grew up with and remember. I will say that I think Different Strokes, you know, there's there's other shows I could have put in in here. I shouldn't say I, the committee could have put in here. Um, Silver Spoons is one of them. I, you know, that was around the same time. There's certainly Facts of Life. You know, some of these just didn't make the final 64. I thought Different Strokes was really good, though. Um, just the, the, the meshing of, of cultures and, and classes and, you know, Mr. Drummond and whatever the housekeeper's name was. And obviously the, the iconic Gary Coleman. Uh, there was a lot that that show had going for it. But I, I suspect, to your point, it's going to lose to Saved by the Bell because we still see these people. We still see Zach. We still we still see AC on shows. And, they we, you know, it brings back those memories of Saved by the Bell. Were you a Saved by the Bell person, Ben? Not really, but I think to see his point, you know, Topanga, these characters are, if I saw them, I'd immediately know who they are, not even by being religiously, you know, invested in the show. Different Strokes has a little of that, but to me, Saved by the Bell is just way more recognizable. And when you get into these, you know, just like the real brackets, these eight nines, uh, you know, there, there's a toss up element to it. And I think Saved by the Bell has got the strongest data point. Yeah, and I think Saved by the Bell kind of lives on a little bit more because there was a whole bunch of reboots of it, college years. And I think they tried to put one out like a few years ago too. But then like what those people did later on. I mean, Gary Coleman was Gary Coleman forever. But you know, it's yeah. a real life. Did, did you ever did you ever see the movie Made, Ben? Made? Yeah, no. John Favreau's follow-up to Swingers with Vince Vaughn. Seen Swingers a bunch, but no, Made? Yeah. 
Is it good? Yeah. Screech is in it. Okay. <laughs> Playing Screech. I've never heard of this movie in my life. And you had like Mal- Mark Paul Gossler. He was on one of those cop shows, but he also starred in Dead Man on Campus, which is a criminally underrated movie that I remember being really good when I was 12 years old. Another movie I'd never seen. Yeah, but apparently, apparently people aren't watching movies from the mid-90s anymore. Who, who would have well, thought? I, I am just True Lies or The Rock, the same movies every day. Two things. One is I've seen Made. It's actually pretty good. I, I love Vince Vaughn's character specifically, but the dynamic between him and John Favreau is great. Um, as far as movies of that ilk, I just want to bring one up that has such good rewatchability. You might see it on like TNT on like a random time of a random time of year. Accepted with Justin Long. Same ilk. I think it's a movie uh, worth watching if you haven't watched it before. It's terrible, but it's good. What happened to Justin Long? Yeah, he's. Gone. I don't know. I like him. I don't get it. He just disappeared from the ether at some point. Yeah. He may have a podcast. Everyone has a podcast. We all have podcasts. So, and (laughs) you're listening to a podcast. So I guess that would make a lot of sense. So what do you want to, let's have a vote for what goes on here. I'll go with different strokes. I don't, I I don't have any sort of particular attachment to save by the bell, unless it's like Kelly, but that's from like later on. Yeah, I'd go all, saved by the bell, but again, I'm not, I think friends is going to steamroll either of these. Yeah. And it, that's true. Um, saved by the bell is going to get the W, but I'll tell you like my, like the first sitcom I think I ever really saw, like, you know, when I was a kid was different strokes. And so I have kind of an attachment. So I think this is a, a demographic thing. If, if you are of a certain range, you might consider different uh, age range. I mean, uh, you might consider different strokes over saved by the bell, but I, I think when it comes down to the voting, this is going to be a, a pretty big win by saved by the bell. All right, well, let's drop to the bottom of the bracket now. So we have the two seed, How I Met Your Mother, against the 15 seed, the show that you tried to bounce from this bracket like four separate times. And it was the only sort of judgment that I made, Sia, to keep it in, is yes. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. So you just started you started checking it out last night, uh, your own admission on that. It's impossible mm-hmm. to see everything. But Ben, were you a Brooklyn Nine-Nine fan? I was not. And I, I was actually very interested in this conversation because – I am a How I Met Your Mother fan, uh, watched a lot of that show, and I didn't think this was going to be a, a Princeton, Arizona situation potentially, but now he's got me a little worried that this show, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which I don't know much about, is better than a 15 seed. You could probably have made this like a five seed. Mm-hmm. That's fair. No, th- th- that's totally fair. And this is just one of those where the committee kind of got it wrong. And I-, I do think there's a Princeton, Arizona situation that's potentially Uh-oh. brewing. I think How I Met Your Mother is going to end up getting the win. And the reason is because I think most people sit in the same place that Ben and I sit, where when Brooklyn Nine-Nine came out, there were so many sitcoms out, so many that were just kind of proliferating our eyes and ears that a lot a lot of people just overlooked this one. They, they know Adam Sandberg is in it and a bunch of other really funny actors and actresses. But it's just one of those shows where I don't think people really carved out the time for because it was just in that regular sitcom ether. And it wasn't one of those like Ozark shows where it's like, oh, I got to watch that. So I think it's going to get overlooked. It's why the committee overlooked it. But I got to tell you, when I tried to catch up on this show, I was laughing so hard that I was like trying to drink water. And I was legitimately afraid by myself watching this that I was going to be spitting out the water. It was really, really funny. I still like how, How I Met Your Mother better for a lot of different reasons, but this is a great show. Andy Samberg is the name that you're looking for. Yeah, Andy Oh, what did I say? Adam, Adam. Samberg. 
Oh, I think I just tried to mix Adam Sandler and Andy Samberg. It Sorry. happens from time to time. I guess it, I mean, it's funny because you have your Lonely Island stuff onto SNL. Andy Samberg like couldn't be bigger at the time, even coming off like Hot Rod, which is still a criminally underseen movie. And then he makes this show with Michael Schur, who's just finished, you know, working on The Office or co-creating The Office, co-creating Parks and Rec. It felt like it should have been a bigger hit and it lasted a really long time, Ben. I mean, if you don't want to catch up on The Simpsons, this would be my recommendation. The funny thing is, I like How I Met Your Mother, but I think mm -hmm. if you're looking for like laughs per episode and quality all the way through, I think Brooklyn Nine-Nine just better. Yeah, I put this on. The, this is what channel was this on? Fox. Fox. Yeah, see, I think I have a bias here, and this is just, I don't know why this resonates with me, but it does. Any show that's on one of the two stations that airs the NFL and they make the announcers do the ridiculous reads. I always assume those shows are garbage when you have like Kevin Harlan being like, find out what happens next time at the precinct in Brooklyn 999. Like, and then they go back to the game. And I'm always like, what are these shows? And this one apparently is actually worth uh, checking out. So, I, I mean, it's going to be my vote, but I, I do think that you guys are right that How I Met Your Mother, I mean, I don't think we need to spend that much time on it. And that's kind of the reason that it's the two seat, right? Because everyone kind of likes it. Barney is iconic. No one likes Ted. Everyone likes Jason Siegel. It has the band camp from American Pie in it. Yeah, yeah and Hannigan. she's... She She's the one that's like kind of a tough watch. Like you can't, it's almost like Phoebe with, I think she is. I think it's like Phoebe with friends where you're like, am I not in on the joke? Is she trying to act poorly? Like what's actually happening here? <laughs> but the, the point is you brought up Barney Stinson. I, the thing about how I met your mother, that's so good. That makes it a little different from some of these shows we're talking about the storyline. Like they thread in the storyline from the jump and you're, you're tracking the storyline and they, they, they deliberate. They're very deliberate about it at the beginning and, and the end of most of these shows. And it just lasts all, I guess, eight or nine seasons. I think that's pretty cool. And also Barney Stinson, you talk about there's iconic moments in television series. There's a lot of iconic moments like slaps giving and, and things of that nature with how I met your mother. But Barney Stinson is iconic. I will go as far to say this. Barney Stinson is a top 10 sitcom character all time. Top 10. Can you be a top 10 character without being the main character? Because Ben, it would be like saying that Kramer is a top 10 character. And he's like the fourth best on Seinfeld. So to that point, though, like to me, George is a top 10 character. Exactly. But, George, but George and Jerry are the main characters. Yeah, I guess if you want to lump in main characters, plural. Um, yeah, I I think that's probably that's a good hot take. I think it's pretty aggressive. Top 10 is is there's some serious competition there. But Barney, of course, is a legendary character. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, I nice think the, use of legendary. By you the see way. what I did there? Yeah, it's pretty yes. good. It, it's almost like saying, like Ari from Entourage is just, you know, he's like a top ten character in one of these shows when the show's not really about him. And part of the and it's part of the Kramer thing too, in the part of the Barney situation that when you don't get as much screen time as everyone else, your minutes and your in your per, if we're talking basketball terms, are just going to be so high. But you don't have to carry the show. So you kind of come in and out and everything you do is amazing. Then you get to go away for a while where you're just spending more time with the other characters. So you know, inevitably, they're going to seem a bit less flashy. What if Barney was carrying the show the whole time? Then it, what I if we, they were popular? No, but I, my point is, I think maybe he was. And maybe we were just so focused on Ted and Robin Shabatsky that we didn't realize that what we were really craving every time we tuned in was actually Barney Stinson. Sure, but that's why we got him in small doses. 
Was it small though? I wonder what the ratio is from screen time. I, I don't think it's as, it, I don't think there's as huge a gap there as, as we think. Because don't forget, some of these seasons, the storyline was Barney and Robin, for example. So, so of course, Ted was kind of the king of the pack there. I think Barney got more screen time than we're portraying. Interesting. Where's Entourage on this bracket? Didn't make the cut. It it wasn't sitcommy enough. Okay. It was more like cable drama series. So like there, there's a fine line there. I mean, obviously Entourage is an amazing, amazing show, but I wouldn't really classify let's, it. Let's, let's pump the brakes on Entourage being an amazing show. Okay. The first three seasons are funny. Good. And then it gets uh, dangerously right. I, bad. I overstated it. Amazing show for its time. It, it was a cult following just like some of these shows we talk about. Yeah, like there's no Flight of the Concords on here, which I assume is because it's not really a sitcom, although a very funny show. That show's amazing. That's a funny show. Maybe maybe it deserved to be on here. To your yeah, point. but it's not the funniest shows. It's sitcoms, right? That's true. This is a sitcom bracket. So next one up. This is actually very tough because it's Arrested Development at 10 against Blackish at 7. Two shows I really like. Now, I happen to think that Arrested Development should be a one seed. So you know where my vote is going on this. And I think it brings up a, a bit, something we dove into with The Simpsons in the last show. And Ben, I want your take on this one. When you're thinking about what's the best, do you just look at the peak of the show and how long that peak was versus the longevity of the show? Or do you have to take every episode into consideration? Because Blackish has been on for ages and its quality never really dipped. Whereas the first two and a half seasons of Arrested Development might be the funniest two and a half seasons of any show ever. So that's a that's an age old question of even when you're rating, you know, sports, like if a guy's got two years of being the peak MVP uh, versus someone who's been in the league for 15 years, I tend to say that if you have a, a, a historic run in there, that counts a little more than maintaining for 10 plus years, something like that. So although both are positives, I, I would rather have a show that has a couple of some of the best seasons in any sitcom over a show that stays on longer. So, so see, let me frame it this way then. Who would you rather, who do you think is the better football running back? Priest Holmes or Frank Gore? Yeah, Priest Holmes. Yeah, Priest Holmes. I thought you might go like Terrell Davis there. He's um, another one you could, hell, you could even throw... Who the hell was I thinking about? Just came in. Jamal Charles is another one who was like amazing yeah. for three years. And then the, it, was, it, was, it was all done for him. Yeah, And when it comes to sports, you're really looking for the, the, those peak performances. Like, so, yeah, I think the answer is Priest Holmes. And so I think you can draw the analogy that we're looking for. I mean, I think one season is probably a little short. But to your point, if it's like two, like Homeland is a good example, not a sitcom. But the first two seasons of Homeland were gripping. I mean, truly gripping. You're waiting for the next episode. And then it got really, really bad, especially seasons four through seven. It was actually like un, truly unwatchable. And then season eight, it closed with actually a good season for those of you that abandoned it. But my point is, if you got two to three good, good seasons, I, I think you kind of belong in, in terms of talking about it. You belong talking about those three seasons as opposed to maybe some of the drop off. I have a hot take for you. Homeland, if it had ended, spoiler for season one of Homeland that came on the air like 15 years ago. But if the season had ended how they wanted to end it, that he does blow everyone up and that's the mm -hmm. end of the show, we would talk about it in this, with the same reverence that we talk about shows that went on longer. But when we talk about peak TV, whether it be Mad Men, The Wire, Breaking Bad, Sopranos, whatever, and it would be in that mix instead of being like, it's kind of like Dexter. And Lost. Lost to me, best first season I've ever seen. Just mm. the show, 
I wanted to get into a plane crash in seasons five through 10. It was one of the worst things I've ever seen, How but I love the first season. Season five of Lost no. is the best season of Lost. I don't know if I made it that far. I didn't. I did watch season one and I thought it was really good. I, I didn't even get to season two, so I don't even know if it was good or bad. Season You're two, smart season three is awful. And then they had a writer's strike, came back. And the end of the, th- they I think they came back with like three episodes of season three. And then the end of season three through season five is one of my favorite stretches of TV ever. But you need really? to be into like time travel and shit like that. Yeah. Do you do guys I look do like this? I'm into time travel? Yes. Well, that's okay. Can I ask, do you guys do the zombie shows? Because I'm completely out on that stuff. Nah, I mean, I didn't watch the new one and I didn't really, I watched the first season of Walking Dead and I was like, eh. I don't have time for that. Yeah, it's a no for me. Okay. So are you guys going with, I mean, we, I feel like we've kind of undersold Blackish in this conversation, but I feel like it's just going up against a juggernaut. I just, agree. I agree. It's going up against a juggernaut. And we, we just talked about how improperly seated uh, Arrested Development was, which is a, a completely fair argument. Blackish is a good show. Uh, I think it just ended. I think it was eight seasons. It ended in 2022, but excellent show. Ben, you're on Team Arrested Development? I am. And it's not for anything other than sometimes you just run into the wrong opponent. Uh, Yeah. And this one's tough, too. So it's the 11 versus 6 in this region. It is the 6 seed American Dad, which I truly love, and a longtime favorite of people, Home Improvement, number 11, which means I I get to finally break out now that my voice is feeling a little bit better. That's why we had to save this show, Sia, is the... uh, Like... (laughs) I don't even know if, if home improvement was good or not. It just, I remember it. Yeah, it was, it was iconic and it, it had Tim Allen was iconic. Everything he did was iconic. And then, well, I guess it was, um, who was this, who was his sidekick? I'm forgetting right now. Al Borland. Uh, Table for one, Al, Al Borland. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that was a really great show. I think this one is really interesting because I think some people are going to look at this that have watched American dad and they're going to be like, Oh yeah, American dad easily. It's very clever. And we, we can get into that, but I think there's a lot of people that turned on American Dad and turned it off right away and are going to go Home Improvement. This is one of the more interesting matchups, I think, on this entire bracket. Yeah, Ben, I think Home Improvement wins this one. So do I. And so one thing about me that's kind of strange among many things, and this is probably why I never watched Simpsons. I don't really like Simpsons, South Park, Family Guy, American. A lot of these animated shows, I'm just really not a fan of. Uh, And so... I'm a little cautiously, I probably don't give it its due for some of these shows, but for that reason and that reason alone, I think these seeds could have been switched and I wouldn't have had a problem with it. I agree. And we talked about Family Guy on Family Guy versus American Dad on the last episode. And I, it, it is my contention that throughout the series of the bulk of episodes, like American Dad is just more consistent and it's generally funnier than Family Guy is. Yeah, I'm I'm a family guy guy, and Ben, I actually agree with you. I, uh, you guys hate you guys hate Simpsons, animation. I get it. Well, so that's that, that's it. So so that's the thing is is like the Simpsons. I start I watched when it when it started to come out, and I was like, yeah, this this is okay. I just didn't really appreciate the antics of like Homer and Bart. Like I just wasn't really into it. It only it took Family Guy for me to be like, oh, there's an animated sort of thing cartoon that is very appealing to the comedy was so edgy. I thought it was really smart. I know people don't think it's smart. I thought the cutaways were really smart. I thought the references were really narrow, which I can appreciate if three people get the joke, that's fine. It's just, I I love the family guy, but all the other ones, not a huge fan American dad. I like, but it's not something I'm going to sit down and watch a couple episodes in a row. 
See, it's funny because everything that you've described that you like about Family Guy, Family Guy was just like the C minus version of early Simpsons when it did all that stuff. I thought Family Guy just was a lot more clever. I thought, and I thought it was a lot more cutting. Oh, than it's the a bad Simpsons. take. It's a really I gotta watch the Simpsons. Edgy. I gotta I watch the, the Simpsons to see because I'm not super sold on Family Guy whatsoever. Never have been. Um, okay. So now, you, now you need to dive into the Simpsons to figure out if it's uh, for you or not. Yeah, that's right. All right, next one. Oh, good lord, the Cosby Show. Get us canceled three. Here. Uh, against two and a half men. So you got Cosby versus Charlie Sheen. Yeah, this isn't great. Um, you know, that, that there are, there were other people on the sitcom and it just, you know, maybe this is certainly probably improperly seated when it, when it comes down to it. The thing is, it, we can kind of skirt past Cosby show a little bit. I, I think two and a half men was popular enough to perhaps eclipse them and just kind of get them out quickly. But th there, there were obviously iconic episodes from the Cosby show and, and iconic characters beyond Philip Huxtable. I mean, I'm forgetting the wife's name somehow, but, uh, she was excellent. Uh, Felicia Rashad, but I'm forgetting her name on the show. And Theo, I thought was really good on that show. The daughters, Lisa Bonet, the spinoff with Different World. That show had a lot to offer. I think it it can't be understated how big the Cosby show was, Ben. Yeah, but before my time, not, not a show that really uh, captivated me in any way, but it definitely had its, its moment where it was a legitimately dominant show. Uh, now, like some, just like some programs, it's under NCA sanctions for obvious reasons here. So uh, that's unfortunate, but interesting matchup because two and a half men, I don't know if the show is iconic. Charlie Sheen, you know, is the person is iconic more than the show or the character, in my opinion. I mean, two and a half men was also like the highest rated show on TV when it was on too. And it is the ultimate syndicated filler background show. Like I don't see a big distinction really between two and a half men and friends. The acting, in my opinion, was better than friends. And I know we're, we're, you know, it's maybe apples to apples here to some degree. The problem with two and a half men is you knew what joke and what line was coming. Just like when on friends. the previous line. It's, it's it, the it same is, script. But, no, that's true. But, but, but friends incorporated a little bit more gesture, a little bit more acting, a little bit more physical comedy. With two and a half men, it was like, you say that line, you say that line, laugh track. And you could kind of predict what was coming next. I don't think you could say that about friends necessarily. It's it's set up, set up, punchline, set up, set up, punchline. It's just, you know, A plus B equals C. That's the entire script of both these shows. But one of them has Charlie Sheen, Ben. Yeah. And that honestly might be for a terrible three seed. That might be enough. Um, I, I'm not a huge fan of either of these shows, to be honest, but uh, Charlie Sheen might be able to carry them at least around. What if it was Cosby show? versus that period of Charlie Sheen before he left two and a half and that like nine month run Charlie Sheen had just being in the media. Cause I feel like that would win. Yeah. When he was just winning and tiger blood and all that. It was great. I yeah, couldn't get it. A good time. Simpler times. You could have hooked that into my veins. I watched his, he did a, I think it was in 2011, 2010, 2011. He was on Ustream after he had like quit the show and he was going on his like, tiger blood winning tour around like the country it was just fucking insane Simpler. that was an insane time by the way yeah, and by the way it, it uh it's claire huxtable i'm sorry i forgot her name she was excellent sounds like it sounds like you can remember her and she's great <laughs> well right now i'm remembering her from creed more than anything which is uh, a good good set of movies out there but uh claire was great
All right. So there's two more matchups in here. We have the middle, a 13 seed versus community. I mean, community's great. So I think this is just a runaway for community. I completely agree. I'm actually really curious if Ben has watched community because I think if not, it looks like he has. I think community is vastly underrated, which is why it's which is why the committee has it as a four seed. I think most people would look at that and say, oh, well, you know, community, probably a 10 seed, you know, off the top of my head. I think community is really smart. It, it just it meshes so many different cultures and brands and liberal conservative in, in sort of the same place. But I thought the writing was really good. The comedy was great. I think community could go far here. Yeah. Big fan of community. Big fan of Alice and Bree uh for obvious reasons but yeah it's just a, it's just a strong show i think i see i think you kind of nailed it it's just some shows there's one thing that everyone would point to if you ask 10 community fans what they like about the show i think you get a, a pretty wide range of answers and that speaks to the strength of the show it's mm-hmm. funny that you guys like community so much yet hate animated stuff because i would say community is the live action version of most of these animated shows <laughs> that's fair yeah, so give me give me the non-animated one because it's like to me part of the sitcom analysis is like how and I say this a lot how the show makes you feel like when you're actually watching it and for some reason let, let's talk about relatability to the characters for example I'm not saying I relate to any one character on Community I relate to them all perhaps in, in a certain way I can't have that relatability to a, a cartoon character I can have it to like a, a person I can see and I know as an actual person I mean they're not real people though you know that right. Well, they're characters. They're real to me. Yeah. That's what's so great about the show. They're they're great at playing their role. So I'm lost in their character, not into the actual person. Has anyone ever seen an episode of The Middle? Has that ever happened? Because if you told me it was no, I would say that makes sense. I have, but it's it's it was like parts, like where I would turn it to the middle and I'd keep it on because it like held my interest just long enough for me to be like, oh, what, what is this show all about? That is you turn so the middle to the middle recreation. What'd you say? I said that's very insulting to Parks and Recreation. Oh, it is, but Parks and Rec is on here, right? I didn't. Yeah, Parks and Rec is good. I mean, what the fuck is this show? Who cares? Yeah. What is fair. this show? No joke. I thought. It was a, is this related to Malcolm in the middle? Cause I didn't do, I didn't bother to Google this. Cause I knew I'd pick community. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is a show. It actually just went off the air like five years ago. Um, middle-class family. I think it takes place in like middle America. It's almost like, I don't, I don't want to say it's a modern day Roseanne, but it's, it, it kind of gives you that same type of feel where uh lower to middle-class um, white family kind of struggling um, to make ends meet and just the dynamic with the family it's and it's a comedy it's it's funny but and it's clever it probably doesn't is we're not giving it its due but you're right it's just kind of it's just kind of there it's going to get completely blown out here by community i mean malcolm in the middle actually might have given this a run malcolm middle was anytime you can put cranston on screen you're good to go is yeah. is the is the janitor from scrubs the guy in the in the middle Ooh, i don't know isn't he like the main guy i don't know so we have no idea. So the middle is just like a, a token show that's in here, like fodder to get beaten by someone. It could literally yes. be made up, and I I wouldn't know. I've never heard of this show. All right, Ben, it's your time to shine. You ready for this? Yeah, Three's Company. Let's go. Yeah, Three's Company, the 12 seed, which, I mean, you could probably argue is probably underrated in this bracket, mm-hmm. but Curb is a five seed. Curb wasn't even in the bracket when I first sent this to you just why okay is there so an explanation? yeah there is there actually like in this one it's not the brooklyn 99 thing because that one i like i hadn't seen and it was just kind of an oversight even though it was in there originally 
this one I actually forgot to put in because what I was doing, what the committee was doing when they put this together was I was looking for network shows more than anything. And then I realized, well, we, we got to put a little bit more in here. And so I started to knock off some of the cable sitcom shows. And when I was doing that, I, it was just an oversight. Curb didn't make it. And so um, Pat pointed that out. And I'm like, oh, yeah, we kind of we're going to have to put that in there. Uh, yeah, I'm glad that you did. It, it's quite good. Historically good. Curb or Seinfeld? So without... To me, without Frazier and without Seinfeld, I'm not sure a Curb show could happen. They kind of set the stage for that. Um, I'll always back Seinfeld, but I think Curb has the more outrageous moments in it. Isn't so, this the Breaking Bad Better Call Saul argument? I don't think so. No, because I, I does I it, some of that. I mean, do, does how many people would you say have a Better Call Saul is better than Breaking Bad take? Yeah, that's a good point. It's that's also yeah. No, you're you're absolutely right. But th those people are out there. I'm sure they are. Me but there's a big contingent of Curb is just funnier than Seinfeld, which I would disagree with. But I think it's at least a, a fair argument. To me, this is like it, not obviously in comedies, but like a lot of people say that Tony Soprano set the stage for Walter White, Don Draper, those type of characters, and I, I think that's more true than not. Yeah, I can most definitely see that. And like, you see, me, and you, I mean, Curb is still on the air. They're releasing a new season soon. It's been on the air for 20 years. They're 23 years at this point. I mean, <laughs> the, the Seinfeld run was big, but it what, lasted eight years? How long was Frasier? Frasier was, like was 11 seasons. 11, yeah. Frasier felt like it was Man. on forever, but you also had Frasier coming in from Cheers. And Wings? Right. Was he on Wings too? The he Frasier was not character? on Wings. Now no. Frasier's back. Oh yeah, Frazier is coming back. I, I hope they just make Frazier Kelsey Grammer like he is in real life now. Oh, that would be quite a quite a change. That <laughs> well, will not be on similar, that'll have to be on HBO. Fra or Kelsey Grammer, I think, has been divorced five times now. He's never made anyone sign a prenup. I don't know if he has any money left. Wow. That I did not know. Why well, he's doing <laughs> Frazier again. Uh... <laughs> he must have made billions from Frasier. He's still making millions, I'm sure, because of syndication. Yeah. I watch Frasier like at least a couple times a week to this day. So do I. Me I, too. It, Best it's show a, of all time. It, it's Best of all time. That, Spoiler alert. A show that the older I get, the funnier it gets. Mm -hmm. And I feel 100%. like that was always a deterrent for most people because we're all generally around the same age. Of of the time that all these shows were actively on, people watch Friends, people watch Seinfeld, people watch New Simpsons, whatever it was, who were our age. But no one really watched Frasier at the time. It's a show that everyone just kind of picked up 10 years after the fact, it feels like, for us. 100% right. That yeah. was my trajectory as well. I was watching Seinfeld at the time. And then once Seinfeld was in its like eighth or ninth or 10th season, uh, maybe even beyond, I uh, I ended up like starting at season four and just going and I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I didn't watch this show. And I've I've watched every episode. I can't tell you how many times. Were you the same way, Ben? Yeah, for the most part, some more, maybe a couple difference, but I watched Seinfeld when it was actually on and then I picked up Frasier. And honestly, I don't know about you guys. I watched Frasier and I, I didn't, it's not that I didn't like it. I thought it was very solid. And then I rewatched it multiple times and it was just like, I have to just like rewatch it again. Uh, it truly gets better every time I watch it. Well, it's one of the only shows on this list that I don't feel is ever going to be dated. It has held up the best of all of them. 
mainly because they were the whole premise of the show is that Niles and Frazier are so completely out of touch as it is that it can be set in any sort of time period. Like you don't miss anything and they were rich. So they actually had technology that still exists today where, I mean, mm. they had cell phones in a time when the other shows on TV, no one had cell phones. I mean, they're still rudimentary cell phones, obviously, but the joke is they're basically a hundred years out of touch anyway. Yeah. So that really can't age poorly. The writing, the concept, the acting, and just the general comedy, it truly is timeless, which is why we're even having this conversation. Because you're right, you, you can't really, you can if you're a huge fan. But if I'm watching three or four episodes of Seinfeld in a row right now, I'm like, uh, this is, you know, this is okay. Like, I'm kind of bored. Frasier, I'm, I, I continue to be dialed in. I, I, I mean, I, I feel like that's underselling Seinfeld now. See ya, come on. I think it's true though. I think a lot of people would have that reaction. I think Seinfeld is good. Like if I if it was on TV, I'd be like, yeah, I guess I'll, I might leave it on if there's nothing else going on, but I'm just not really as invested in it. And, and, I, and it was just one of those things when it, when it came out, everybody watched Seinfeld and uh, I just don't have that same feeling at all. It's just not even close. I, I suppose that part of the allure of Seinfeld is how groundbreaking of a concept it was, Ben. And now that we've seen that concept for the past 30 years, it, it just doesn't seem as fresh. That's what I mean. I, to me, Seinfeld is like the most important show because it set the stage for all sorts of shows to do things that were unheard of. Uh, I think I may, I didn't know I could reach critical mass, but I think I honestly have watched Seinfeld too much. Like I've seen some of those episodes, honestly, too many times where I, if I, if I'm putting something in the background now, it's more Curb or Frasier over Seinfeld. All right. So what is the peak of Curb, do you think? Mm, maybe like season four or five okay like in the middle i it's also like to me the i'm trying to think there's there's episodes that stick out more than seasons agree with that okay what do you think the best episode of curb is oh man how, how uh, high up would you have crazy eyes kill it that's not what I was going to say, but it would be up there. The Black, Black Swan episode, Palestinian Chicken episode, which are both later seasons. Um, yeah, I don't know. Turb is just. It's hard. It's hard to think, honestly. <laughs> all right. Like, well, we, we, we can maybe we'll end up doing a top 10 curve episodes of all time. We can really dig into that when you have some more time to think about it. So this is the finalized part of the bracket. So now here's what we do. We pick the winner of the top part of this region, the winner of the bottom part of this region to see who goes head to head to go into the final four. I shall start. I am going to have Curb versus Arrested Development as my final matchup of this bracket. Ben? Not going to be that much different. Uh, probably pretty chalky. I'm going to have Curb versus How I Met Your Mother. It would be very close between that and Arrested Development, but I, I How I Met Your Mother is a real good show. I don't know how chalky that's going to be considering neither one of us said Friends, the one seed. That's fair. See ya? Well, yeah, I'm not going to be chalky either because I have community coming out uh, in beating friends and uh, that they're going against uh, How I Met Your Mother. I just, I love community. All right, I, I'm going to have Arrested Development winning. I like Arrested Development more than I like Curb. And that's going to be wow. a unpopular opinion in this bracket because that's not going to end up happening. But that's the way I'm going. Arrested Development goes to the final four for me to take on The Simpsons, two shows. You mentioned Seinfeld, Ben is kind of like the blueprint for all these shows that came. It was Seinfeld and The Simpsons because Arrested Development doesn't happen without The Simpsons. 30 Rock doesn't happen without The Simpsons. They're the same style of shows. 
And that makes sense. Uh, it it would obviously make sense that The Simpsons set the stage for a bunch of these shows, just like Seinfeld did. So that's mine. Who do you have coming out, Sia? Yeah, I'm going to go with, man, I, I feel like How I Met Your Mother might be on upset alert here. But I'm going to go with How I Met Your Mother. I think that's the right answer. They're in the final four. And who did you have, who'd you have from the South bracket coming out? In the South. I had Modern Family. It, no, I don't. I don't think it was Modern Family. Yeah, it was Modern Family. Actually. So you have Modern Family versus How I Met Your Mother. You basically, my grandma has picked your bracket. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that perhaps could be true. You should actually ask her to fill it out because uh, I those shows are great. I think I, again, uh, we we have I've defended the merits of those. I will say this: the South region to me is is a region where a week one seed can come out. And that's because I'm not as big on some of these shows that that you and Azer liked, including the South Park and The Simpsons. I'm just not as big on those shows. And it's partly because of my animation bias that Ben shares with me. So for me, it was easy for Modern Family. to. I, I, I will give credit to The Simpsons, maybe a little bit more than South Park, but it was a little easier for me to knock them out um, with Modern Family. So Ben, Curb for you? It has to be. I just... I got a lot of Larry David uh, tendencies, so there's no way I can go against Curb. All right. That will do it on episode two of the best sitcom bracket. That was the Midwest region. I believe up next we have the West region, Sia, the Seinfeld region. Is that coming up next? That's coming up next. All right. So tune in for that one. If you missed the first show, I highly recommend that you go check that out right now up on the Pat Mayo Experience feed, up on Mayo Media Network, on YouTube. Smash the like while you're here. And if you want to vote in all these matchups, hit the description. You can go do that right now. Thank you all for watching. I'm Pat Mayo. I'll see you next time. Pat Mayo Experience! Experience!